0: This is Lieutenant Governor Dan Forrest, and you're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast.
1: Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting live from the HB5 studios right here in beautiful downtown historic. Concord, North Carolina. I'll be your host, Biggin, and good morning. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We've got the Lieutenant Governor Dan Forrest will be on the show. So from the
2: great state of North Carolina, no, number thirty-four. We're going to call him the thirty-fourth Lieutenant Governor of the, the state. That's what wow. he is.
1: <laughs> uh, we've got a great show lined up for you, but uh, before we begin, let me go ahead and introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit. That's right. I'm talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina. He is 2016's honorable mentioned Father of the Year the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old Mike number one. It's Mojo!
2: What's up? I'm going to try to bring that back. <laughs> the old Bud Light commercial? <laughs> the old Bud Light frogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining in today. This is the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast. You can reach us on the interwebs at www.southernfriedphilosophy.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Southern Fry Philosophy. Also on the Twitters and the Instagram at SFP Radio, give us a follow. Uh, one of those services. We're we're trying to get on there. We're just not too active on the on the Twitters and we try. Yeah, we're we're trying to. Mm. And also, my uh, hopefully, my daughter will be taking over our Instagram in the <laughs> summer break. <laughs> I think <laughs> so, you
1: said that for like four months now, dude. I keep forgetting.
2: <laughs> so so <laughs> she has no right? so she has no camera privileges right now. So <laughs> I had to take those away. But also, please go to iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Uh, give us a like and a review. That's how we move up on the uh the rock charts.
1: So I do want to introduce a new contest that we're going to have. Mm-hmm. So right now, if you are listening to the podcast, what we, we need you to do is we will release this episode, and you uh, once it's on the Facebooks, uh, as, as I refer to it, once it's on the Facebooks, you share uh, that the, the Facebook uh, podcast link. So people can listen to the show. So share it to somebody that you think might enjoy the show, that you might think it's funny or whatnot, and then what we'll do is we will gather all the people that shared the episode and then uh, put them in a hat, draw them, and you will get a bottle of the Bad Mother Smokers uh, award-winning barbecue sauce. And not only will you get one, but the person that you shared it with will also get a bottle of the Bad Mother Smokers barbecue sauce with a small shipping fee of 39.99. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll actually cover the shipping. So, that's not a bad deal, right? So, when we release the episode, just click share on Facebook, like it, uh, share it, and whatever else we want to do with it, and you will be entered to uh, to win that.
2: I ship my sauce. You remember those okay <laughs> com- you remember those okay mark commercials?
1: <laughs> no. You see those? No. They had a, it they,
2: say? Had, they had a they had a uh, Commercial that was awesome during Christmas time is I ship shipped okay I shipped my pants oh wow I shipped my shoes right just things like that
1: careful buddy you're broadcasting <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well I'm gonna ask you like I ask you every week hey Mojo how you be doing I am
2: still recovering man oh no last week. <sighs> that, that drive was brutal so,
1: so we didn't even mention it on the show like you drove no, no one cares so.
2: well we did care but jeremy took over last week you were i yeah, appreciate him joining in the last minute like that yeah uh, you flew out to oklahoma okay okc
1: okay and you tell, tell our listeners what happened
2: yeah we uh in our one of our missional family members in our group uh has possessions out in oklahoma city mm-hmm. so uh
1: uh, Not a possession charge, just <laughs> possessions.
2: Possessions. Gotcha. Hopefully, I, I would be kind of funny though. If she had a possession charge, <laughs> but anyway, we uh, we kind of raised some money as a church and as a as a group, and uh, I uh, was the uh, village idiot who <laughs> who raised the hand to volunteer to fly out there and mm. pack up a moving truck and drive it back. So um, I was supposed to s- separate it over two or three days uh, mm. drive because I was going to hit all the barbecue joints. But um, once I got in the truck, I started white knuckling it. Uh, through all the storms, I just kept on driving. All of a sudden, you know, four o'clock in the morning, I'm in, I'm in Alabama. So <laughs> you just let her eat. Just yeah, I just mm. let her rip tater chip. So uh, instead of great barbecue joints all across the the states, I ended up eat, uh, eating at three waffle houses. So <laughs> well, you just that can't go a- wrong though, because because that's the only place that had sweet tea.
1: Really? Yeah. Even the, uh, even out there in Oklahoma.
2: Yeah. Um. When I asked the first question, because I landed and mm-hmm. I got a steak at the famous uh, Cattleman's, uh, mm-hmm. Restaurant's been okay. there since you know Jesus was slaughtering cows, sure. And uh, first thing I said, of course, for breakfast, they had uh, you get a like a 10 ounce sirloin, mm-hmm. uh, eggs, hash browns, uh, some type of biscuit. It's not quite a southern biscuit, but mm-hmm. it's a biscuit of sorts, it's like a biscuit and yeast roll, yeah, okay. and then like a pound of gravy, which I was good <laughs> with. wrong with it. I mean, mm-hmm. you gotta kind of give it off, the, but um, so I ate that for a hearty breakfast, and um. You know that was that was it. So I was I was, I was kind of full, but wow. um, you know I can't where I was going with this now. <laughs> but um, yeah. So yeah, you're out there and headed yeah, on back. Headed huh? on back. And, yeah, uh, yeah. It was it was. I tell you what. I'm I'm. I've lived all over the southeast. Now, mm-hmm. I've visited various states. I've that's flyover country. You know, Oklahoma. Right. So um, I didn't really. Uh, I, I've never been to that part. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I tell you what. There's a lot of cattle out there. More, definitely more cattle than uh, people. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna, we actually we got to do this all over again pretty soon once we uh, get her settled in a little bit. But yeah, so that, that drive it took me a couple of days to recover. But yeah, I passed all the great barbecue restaurants for Waffle while, So that was wow. So I kind of regretted that later.
1: <laughs> well, maybe you can get another shot at it. Yeah, this time. yeah.
2: I probably will I'll probably just drive straight again. <laughs> Not again. So how you be doing, buddy?
1: I'm good. Uh, we are actually getting uh, I'm out of the house today. We were actually recording this on Tuesday because I had to be out of the house because they're spray foaming our our attic. So that we're not Finally able to Finally had in to there. do that. Finally got it. When we bought the house, no insulation whatsoever. So, uh, we decided they were going to pull the trigger, get it done. Uh, ABS insulation is doing a great job at a cheap price. And uh, so, anyway, I uh, thought I'd. <laughs> it wouldn't shoot.
2: matter anyway. The squirrels would aid it anyway. They're,
1: they probably will. But at least now we'll be able to see where they're coming in and did, out of.
2: Do uh, they send it to you flavored, like a peppermint flavor uh, foam or something like that? No. Not flavored? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just making sure. I didn't know if they offered an option for the squirrels. So. No,
1: I tried to get a blue color that didn't work out. So, it's all white anyway. <laughs>
2: Well, congratulations right. on that It'll probably well, save you, you. Save you a few bucks in your Yeah, no mansion. doubt Mansion
1: And the AC went out So Ooh. having that fixed too So okay,
2: At least it didn't happen in July
1: You're right about that Better to happen now Yep So um, let's go ahead And kick the show off With a little bit of wacky news So um I don't know have you you said you flew uh obviously you did not get uh, beat up or arrested or No I, I tried off. to keep my
2: head down just to, I mean I tried to size up my competition <laughs> and uh those are those a couple um couple salt block mamas and a couple of uh, heavy set bouncers so I, I tried to I tried to uh, size up my competition so no I made it on safely and off safely
1: but airlines can we talk about they're having the worst week ever
2: I think they're having the worst 2017 ever good night Man, I think we're kind of talking pre-show I don't, obviously I don't I don't think all of a sudden these problems just happen I right. think it's just with the you know the with everyone having a cell phone in their hand, becoming a journalist right on the spot. <laughs> right. Uh, these their situations just got highlighted real quick. So
1: Yeah. So have you seen this one? It's um, a, a bunny rabbit died on United.
2: <laughs> I, I kind of briefly looked over that and I thought I passed over it and here you bring it up. So that's great.
1: By the way, I mean, this rabbit, it's three feet long. Um, and it is a mammoth. It is the biggest rabbit I've ever seen in my life. We'll have a, a link of it on the, uh, on the show notes, but good night. It's a three pound show rabbit and, uh, it died on the United airlines, mm. uh, last Tuesday. Um, there is a, uh, a scandal with it. Um, the lady asked to have her rabbit back and, uh, she did not get the rabbit back mm. until, uh, the airline gave back the ashes of the rabbit. So somehow this rabbit died on on the flight. Somebody said that they they think that they accidentally stuck it in the freezer <laughs> with all the luggage. Mm. Um, and at some point, this thing, uh, the rabbit was fit as a fiddle going on on the plane. But at some point between the UK and Chicago, mm, it died.
2: I wonder if they used that for first class uh, meal meal time oh. or rabbit stew. <laughs> or something.
1: Oh, could you imagine? Wow. All of a sudden we're having rabbits too. Mm. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's the meal of the day.
1: Good night. Uh so she's been asking over and over for united for the body so she could have it examined on her own. And then all of a sudden it came back to her but it was uh, it was cremated, Dusty. It was cremated.
2: Maybe that was his name.
1: <laughs> so there is no uh there's no proof of how the rabbit died but there is controversy interesting segue
2: mm-hmm. i did read on a, a another article that the uh, reason why she's so upset cuz it is a show rabbit but it was yeah. on its way to being the largest ever rabbit oh. because uh, the, the the rabbit was less than a year old Holy cow! Um, but also, he is the from the stock. His stock is his, his father was four and a half pounds. Oh, buddy! So and four feet, four feet long. So could you imagine Dude, that? I, I've never seen rabbits like that. Uh uh-uh. uh I mean, I've been rabbit hunting, and they, you know, you don't get anything like that around here. So
1: Mm-mm, no, wow. There's one in my backyard that's maybe like a pound. You have
2: like a little forest. <laughs> uh, like Snow White's forest animals. There, it,
1: you're right. It is. It it's nuts. So speaking of nuts, um, there was uh, there's a story coming out of. Uh, Coleman, Alabama. When right. I looked at the story, I thought, is this going to be in Kentucky or is this going to be in Florida? And it um, turns out it's in Alabama. There is a viral video that has, has gone a- a- awry on Facebook that a uh, Coleman police have arrested this woman that was stomping on a car windshield. I don't know if you saw this or not. I have not. Um, sh- there's a video showing Barbara Emily Lowry, 24, destroying the windshield. It went viral. Um the police uh, came and arrested her and buddy it's just it's a little nuts so she looking at her picture and I'll, I'll show the picture to you she's um fairly attractive uh yeah, I yeah. would say yeah, I w- the thing that kind of throws me off is the face tattoo uh
2: there is that actually just, that just says hey i'm here and I mean <laughs> business uh, that's, you know is that what it is <laughs> that's just it <laughs> And then you got the neck tattoo. And obviously you like the tats, but... uh, Well, but I'm actually opposite (laughs) on my women. Right. I mean, it's just a little different for me, but... Uh, speaking of that, did you see the one who just got arrested in Charlotte? Oh no! And uh, has made national headlines. No, I have not. With the, with the demon black eyes. No. Oh wow. We'll have oh. to say that for next
1: week. We'll probably. Yeah. She. I mean, she's fairly cute. You. There is that uh, video of like the crazy insane versus hot mm-hmm. uh, video. Mm-hmm. She's she's fairly attractive. The the face tattoo. Like I said, kind of. Mm, her hair's a little bit disheveled, but she goes ballistic on this car, uh, and there is a.
2: Is there a reason why she went?
1: Well, I think she got a little heated argument with her boyfriend at the time. Oh, okay.
2: But there is... Well, men, men will do that to women. Yeah.
1: It's yeah like yeah. I can see that. There is a, a news reporter that got a hold of her. And the interview is
3: actually classic. So here's, uh, here's
1: the interview.
2: They And found out why she's so upset.
3: Well, the windshield's since been fixed. The right hood, not so easy to do away with. Sort of like the viral video that's blowing up on the internet right now about what happened in this car earlier Monday afternoon. It's a video that may bring back memories of Carrie Underwood yeah. bringing out the Louisville Slugger, <laughs> smashing out headlights. In this case, it started with a shovel to the windshield. <laughs> we were able to get the Here woman behind the smashing on the phone. Listen, I prayed about it first, and uh, I
1: slept on it, and... And I decided that that wasn't a good idea, and then I saw a shovel.
3: But she would not say what made (laughs) her do it. Just let her have fun. It ain't worth getting involved. A source that chose to remain anonymous tells us this was a love triangle situation Mm -hmm. gone wrong, Mm. really wrong. did
0: not
3: have to, I just wanted to. every day you see something like that. Some of you channeling your inner Underwood might say maybe next time he'll think before he cheats. Mm. In fact, our source tells us the person this happened to was not cheating and the two were just friends. Mm-hmm. At least that's what he thought. Well, I'm not really trying to give his personal business out like that. She's having fun with <laughs> dancing. But this wasn't just fun and games. Some serious damage was caused here, a smashed-up dash, windshield, and Sharpie to the paint, mm-hmm. landing Barbara Lowry in the Coleman County Jail. Lowry was arrested on the charge of disorderly conduct. The business also placed a trespassing warning, so Lowry cannot come back onto the property. Imagine I
1: already knew going into it that I would have to face some consequences. And, you know, it kind of sucks, but
3: like I said, I, I prayed about it. Stuff,
2: <laughs> she and doubled down on that,
3: didn't I'm, she? Uh, did it anyway. <laughs> uh, if you had to go back and do it again, would you have changed anything? Would you have still done it? answer that question. <laughs> Andrew Donnelly, ABC. Hey, she's all right. Wow. She's well spoken, though. She, she
1: did a good job. Yeah. What about...
2: Uh, but she prayed about it. Twice. Yeah.
1: Now, can I, Can we just talk about...
2: It? But maybe the Holy Spirit hit her when she saw the shovel. That, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I thought about it. I slept on it.
1: But then when I saw the, uh, the shovel, that's what... So that usually that's what makes me
2: think windshields, too.
1: Mm, my gosh. So, there's some crazy out, we out there. Need
2: to, we need to see if we can get her on the show. That
1: would be fantastic. <laughs> That'd be so
2: awesome.
1: Mm. Um, all right, so I thought that was that was quite humorous, now, <laughs> no doubt. You also have brought a video about <laughs> about this. Go ahead and, and tell me about this video.
2: Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a couple of comedians. They go by the name of uh, Chop and Steel. It's a it's a comic duo, and they do some kind of stand-up comedian spots at, you know, at shows mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Anyway, they decided to troll the uh, local media, uh, not actually not local media, but where they were on the tour route. Mm-hmm. So they contacted seven, uh, several different uh, shows, morning shows, and actually got seven of them to capitulate <laughs> and invite them on. So here's a little here's a little clip of uh, right. this right here. Here we go. We'll post the video also to kind of get a little cut. Hello, Wisconsin. Hello, Wisconsin. This is W.E. 13 News. Been waiting for this all show long.
3: I know, I'm excited. (laughs) So
2: Strongman Duo Chop and Steel are here in studio. Strongman
3: Duo
1: Chop and Steel are here talking about their tour. Give a little fire
3: for strength. Well, an impressive feat by a strongman <laughs> duo, and what they're doing to educate people—that
2: is coming up. Lifted, you can still do all these uh, strongman tricks from just stuff you find around your house and around the around your yard or whatever. So that's what we want to show you. Today. Yeah, but uh, actions speak louder than demonstration. Let's get to so some let's, of the action right now, yeah. and we're gonna go. Ready? <laughs> nope. One, two, three. Four. Tennis rackets. Five. So just so racket. Racket. Yeah, so sword chop with chop. tennis well, We found some sticks actually in your in your parking lot. And, uh, <laughs> this is all it takes. We're going to reverse roles here. Okay. I'm chop, but this time he's going to be doing the chopping. Okay. These are, good. Normally you say, "Don't try this at
1: home." They're, Go ahead and try this chopping. At home.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right, perfect First. <laughs>
1: Two. They're chopping little sticks. Like. Three.
2: <laughs> it's a little big. <laughs>
1: he puts it back.
2: Three. Okay. Ready? Yep. One. I'm crushing Easter baskets Two. now. No. Three. Three. Four. Four. I, wonder what the, I wonder what so the uh, anchors like, were, were thinking at this seven. point. A lot of the times what we, we like to tell people seven. is that you have to let life bounce off of you. Yep. Right? And so we are going to do just that literally in a literal sense. So yeah,
1: again, this is one you don't want to try at home unless you got, you know,
2: unless you feel like you can really. Why don't you lift up your shirt in the back here? Nope. He's oh. built up quite a callus out here, so we just go. One. <laughs> oh, He's sticks in his Two. back. Okay. Three. Oh man. Four. Four. I think this Five. is something we we could do. Six. <laughs> How are you doing
1: over there? A bit better. How you doing? Seven. <laughs> eight. That that nine, doesn't look appropriate. Twenty-two. <laughs> Twenty-three. 24, <laughs> Twenty-four. Twenty-five. Oh my 26. gosh.
2: Yeah, we'll have to post the video for context because uh, it's it's, uh, it's pure comedy gold. This, oh, so I guess it's your delts, your tris, your plaps. It's, so I guess all the what major uh, chest what also brought this to attention besides they're just making uh, stuff up. Besides this, but the, the uh, owners of a Wisconsin TV station are now suing the comedians. <coughs> uh, so for basically for pretending what? pretending to be fitness experts.
1: Well, did they say that they were fit? In yeah, years? they
2: did. Well, they claimed uh, they were a strongman duo. Well, yeah. But if you're here's like here's an the thing. There's a thing called Google. Mm-hmm. They could pretty much yeah use that to vet their source instead of just having them on. You would think
1: like a news agency might know about Google and how journalism, them, like, yeah, investigating yeah. to, to search not. stuff up. I guess not. Maybe. Oh my gosh! Yeah.
2: It's, it's anyway. There's some classic <laughs> gifts out there now that people have created from. These two guys, and they're just, uh, they're, they're pure comedy gold. So, uh, have me rolling this morning.
1: By the way, uh, when I stopped that video, uh,
2: YouTube came up, said obese. So <laughs> what?
1: It says obese monkey named Uncle Fatty. Oh,
2: wow. <laughs> wow. To check it's a really again. monkey.
1: That's just a big un. That is a big un. Um, mm, We're probably the only podcast that will watch videos and just laugh at them. Oh, you no, think. no, there's others.
2: <laughs> there's others. Hmm. Also, I got another story. Uh, All right. Uh, this comes out of Cleveland. Uh, ma- a mom pulls a gun on a Cleveland barber when her son's haircut <laughs> takes too long. What? Yeah. The mother of a seven year old boy getting the haircut pulled a gun on a barber uh, because she thought it was taking too long, according <laughs> to the police report. Uh, investigators are still trying to identify the woman involved in the April 14th incident at the All State Barber College uh, there in o- Ohio City. Uh, the woman complained several times before a manager came over to talk to the barber. Uh the woman walked up and asked if uh, he had something to say to her according to the police report. The woman then pulled out a handgun from her purse what? and pointed it at the barber. The report says, "I got two clips and I'll pop you." Pop pop. That's what she said. Oh my gosh. So anyway, um uh, they called the cops and whatever. So there we go. Mm. Yeah, what right. well, I'm I'm nominating this woman for uh, a Mother of the Year. <laughs>
1: So you're gonna you're gonna share your father of the year title runner up co
2: yeah with, we will just co run it with that lady. so yeah wow that's uh, that's unbelievable mm. unbelievable so also another little funny uh, news I, I won't really get into much but going on the lines of uh, the airline with mm-hmm. killing a rabbit um, also uh, Delta has made another friend wait what <laughs> uh, let's see last week uh, there's a uh, they had a passenger named Kima Hamilton. Uh, he needed an urgent uh, use of the restroom you say quinoa Kima. okay Kima Hamilton. anyway he had had to use the restroom urgently and well mm. delta said no we're taxing well actually they nobody. they were just basically sitting there a bit sitting on the uh, runway for 30 minutes and he urgently got up mm-hmm. before he had an accident and of course i know uh, how that feels by the way yeah. they roll back to the uh, gate and then um delta security runs in and <laughs> Um, politely ask him to come off they just wanted to talk to him mm-hmm. He's, and he, you could hear him pleading out through the video that, look if I, i'm i afraid if i get off the plane you guys are going to take off mm-hmm. and they're like oh no we assure right, you yeah no, we got we, you we got you so anyway they of course they took off <laughs> and they re, supposedly rebooked him on a different flight but he was late for his appointments so Ooh. was so he a doctor I, uh, no i, I don't th- actually i don't think it does specify what he what he was doing but uh, anyway that that's another win for uh Delta and United mm, so. Airlines, y'all get your stuff together. And this is the last news segment I got, and I thought just this yeah, was yeah. interesting. Come on, bring. It. Uh, have you heard of the Fry Festival? Oh
1: no, but it sounds <clears> delicious. <throat> is it French fries
2: or just fry total? Or no, what it has got? nothing to do. Unfortunately, if it if it would have had French fries, it probably would have actually scored. But um, they didn't. Uh, fry Festival, a luxury music weekend, crumbles in the Bahamas. It was huh? basically labeled hell on the island. Um, famous. Uh, Famous models on yachts, Ooh. exclusive island once owned by Pablo Escobar. Hey, buddy! Blink One Eighty Two is a headlining act, and this was actually all uh, put together and promoted by Ja Rule. Okay. Um, anyway, they this the one festival, only. Yeah, this festival had been promoted by Kendall Jenner, um, a couple other models. Uh, is a VIP event, luxury event. Um, tickets packages started at twelve hundred bucks and Dang. went all the way up to six figures. What? Um, they had supposedly had an elaborate landscape, boutique, well, yeah. music festival, Better booths, be. and it was supposed to be even higher than Coachella, which Coachella is kind of the, mm. the benchmark for mm-hmm. uh, luxury type things. <laughs> uh, when guests arrived on the island of Great Exuma for the inaugural weekend, um, it was more like something like Survivor or Lord of, <laughs> Lord of the Flies. Oh, uh, or the uh,
1: 2016 Olympics. Or was it? The <laughs> 14? Was I, it 14 have, I think
2: every la- the last every, few of yes. them, yeah. Sorry. But, um, Anyway so Twitter started popping up with uh, this this is our amendments and actually they were basically old refugee tents how about it yeah they were that was the, supposedly the bungalows they called them bungalows um but they were actually refugee tents. way. Uh, po- exactly right. porta potties were scattered throughout not enough of them school bus was school buses that brought the people to the to the resort yeah quote unquote resort was actually labeled as uh, exclusive luxury uh, transportation <laughs> um, also they had tents set up for con uh, just regular tents were set up for food and things like that. And actually, um, basically, they were set up a two-by-fours, two set up as, like, makeshift bars oh and my things gosh. like that. Um, also, their luxury food items were basically sandwiches with cheese on them. <laughs> so after, basically, people getting there and having a shortage of water, beds, and everything else, um, they... Basically, called to start calling the government, the American Embassy, and, and they had to be rescued. So actually, actually, it's, it's kind of funny because flights were actually delayed, and people were asked to give up their seats because they were having to actually emergency, emergency evacuate. On the patrons of this festival, yeah. So and there was actually divorces and breakups after this because they got oh, yeah because mis- yeah, people lost tens of thousands of dollars. Oh yeah. So
1: that's fantastic.
2: Yeah. So you have to you have to Google or just do the hashtag the fire festivals f. Hey, actually, fire not fry. It's f y r e is how it goes. Just put in hashtag f y r e or f y r e festival or firefest and you will see the just the comedic. Gems mm. out there on Twitter In the pictures I mean there's That just, sounds yeah, awesome Unbelievable uh, I hope And Ja Rule Actually just got announced That today uh, People are suing Ja Rule Now <laughs> for course. I think To the tune of A hundred million dollars And this is just the first I'm sure Lawsuit of many That will Kind of come on But anyway The Bahamas mm. government Has actually locked down The site now And they're doing <laughs> Investigation I don't know what they're going to Investigate But anyway Ja Rule
1: uh, nah, 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 nah. Yeah.
2: I guess he's going to be paying up on this.
1: Well, maybe. I, I, it, you know, that could be luxury. He could yeah. just say, that's how it is. Yeah. I'm going to run to a foreign country.
2: There you go. <laughs> so there we go. That's our wow. wacky news, I guess. Mm.
1: All right. So without further ado, we're going to actually do some uh, Dear Mojo. Oh, boy. You're, you're excited about
2: this. Comic yeah, gold. Comic gold.
3: Dear Abby, dear Abby, my feet are too long hair's falling out and my rights are all wrong my friends they all tell me that i have no friends at all won't you write me a letter won't you give me a call sign be Wilker
1: all right so uh so a couple of these are about marriage <clears throat> you know you've been with your with your woman for a while so you might so be 20
2: years about. or 140 in dog years yeah well, <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: My wife, quote unquote, Nancy and I are working on our marital problems. She confides in our older, wise woman at church, who has been telling Nancy she's a lousy Christian because she stayed married to me. Mm. Uh, How can I defend my wife from this defamation of character that makes her feel weak? I told Nancy to avoid her. I have told her uh, otherwise. uh, The other, but I have told her the older wise woman just needs to leave us alone. Nothing has worked. Signed, fr- frustrated in the pew.
2: I Ten to one. I bet you the old lady popped out the old verse. Do not be unequally yoked. Mm. I, bet I bet you I bet you. There's probably a few other ones too. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well. Um, what did you do with that one? Number one, you got to stop talking to the old lady. Yeah. Because I guarantee you either A, she's probably not married, mm. B, she was married, but she calls her her, her husband to die early <laughs> 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 from either cooking or stress. So I'd probably avoid her. But you know, you, you work it out amongst yourselves. Um, you got to get back to the basics, Nancy. Okay. You got to get back to the basics. You got to just spend time with each other and try to find common ground to mm. to rekindle. All right. So.
1: Uh, well, that actually might work for this next one Recently I married a man that has kids I have kids as well Combining two families is hard But we'll figure it out When we were dating He would text me during the day To tell me he loved me Now that we're married I never hear from him during the day uh, I have told him numerous times That I enjoyed those texts And how much they brighten my day He always promises to do better Which every guy does mm. But just like every other guy He doesn't uh, I, tr- <clears throat> I tried texting him instead And only get emojis in return I came to the conclusion that's just how he is. But the other day, I needed to use uh, his phone because my battery was dead, and noticed that he's been texting his daughter, uh, and he's text he texts her every day and says he loves her. Uh, I, should this bother me? Uh, my best friend says I may be depressed. <laughs> uh, does it sound like it? Uh, I don't want to be jealous, but uh, that's kind of uh, what's going on at this point, and she's feeling jealous. <laughs> um, so what should I do? Should I? Uh, call it out or should i just leave it alone and it's signed at texting in tennessee
2: well texting in tennessee i think you got to call it out mm. i mean guys sometimes either a they're up to malicious intent right that doesn't sound like that's the case mm-hmm. um guys are simple creatures and uh, we're yeah. single track minded a lot of times that's and true. sometimes we just get busy or sometimes we don't think about it so you got to call it out
1: but the, the emojis, sending the emojis back. Well,
2: like I like I used to tell my wife, don't send me one-word answers because, mm-hmm. y- of course, you can't gauge a person's emotions by text, right. you know, cause, exactly. or content or co- context. So uh, I, I'd maybe up the and say I need at least a five-minute or three-minute phone call just to... Yeah. I don't think that's too much to ask. Uh-huh. I, mean, I think you're right. You know, we, usually me and my wife just text arguments back and forth during <laughs> the day. So it works. At least it's all hammered are. out by the time she gets home. You know, so.
1: <laughs> that a boy. Yeah. All right, here's the next one. Uh, Dear Mojo, I play a sport that I've done since I was little. I worked hard to make myself better at it and have become really good at it. Hours and hours of working on making myself better and learning the game has consumed my life. Uh, My coach loves my gameplay, and he loves me like his own kid, and I've been even told that we look alike. The problem is I'm being bullied uh, by others because I take the game so seriously, and I do whatever it takes to win. Now I'm being called names, and people are laughing at me. I don't know if I want to keep playing if this continues. What should I do? Am I tripping out? Great skies in North Carolina.
2: Well, first off, Yu-Gi-Oh! is not a professional sport or Pokemon. I'm just kidding. I don't don't know if it's (laughs) a But, uh, hey, you got to keep with it. You know, and unfortunately, sports is kind of a a barometer for, like, the real world, you know, Mm -hmm. because you have those super jocks or people that just aren't uh, quite up to snuff, and they'll they'll make fun of you, you know. Just because uh, they can't do the same things, or they'll mm. make fun of you, just because people like singling people out. So yeah, you got to stick with it. So real, I mean, it's a real world. And sports is kind of probably the closest thing you'll have in in your adolescence or childhood, or you know, uh, post teens to mm-hmm. that kind of a barometer for the for the rest of the world, real culture. So yeah, you got to stick it up. Otherwise, you're just going to be hiding in your turtle shell for the rest of your life. So suck got it up, you. Buttercup.
1: Okay, all right. So that's what you're going to tell, uh, gray skies in North Carolina. Yep. Hmm. Yeah.
2: Hopefully, hopefully they listen.
1: Yeah. Maybe it sounds a little bit like Grayson Allen, but anyway, <laughs> All hey, right.
2: it goes for him too. <laughs> you got to quit tripping, buddy. You gotta, I know you're coming back for senior year. We love you still, but you got to quit. Oh So, quit. what would you
1: tell old Grayson there? Stop it! Cut it out!
2: Stop yeah, quit, tripping? quit, quit, uh, quit the uh, pretty boy. Like, antics like the, I'm crying because I didn't get to call my way. Because, mm-hmm. look, we, we know we know refs suck. We uh, Yes. I mean.
1: We, can't, we you know, can't deny that fact.
2: So, just got to put but, up with it. Come on, Bubba. Yeah. Just, just, I mean, you're going to most likely be drafted. Most likely. Unless you have a most, stinker of a yeah, season next year. Maybe. So, you're about to get paid. Yeah. You may never play a day in your life in but the pros. Why does he trip people all the time? It, I think he's just an emotional mm. Deprived kid, (laughs) he you know he probably was a spoiled brat at home. Probably so. Probably. And he was when he came to when he came to Duke, he was King Dingling for a little while. So
1: (laughs) you think you think he's mad because his his dad's not texting him that he loves him?
2: Ooh, what if we could put those two together? (laughs) Wow, maybe. Wow, but Grayson, we love you. Well, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure. uh, No, too too sure about uh, not at all. At least the Duke side does. No,
1: yeah, not me. All right, so uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Lieutenant Governor Dan Dan Forrest. Forrest. Great
2: state of North Carolina that we reside in. old
1: number 34. (laughs) All right, we'll be back. Hey, guys, it's springtime. And that time of the year, it is made for grilling and chilling. You, too, can be the baddest mother smoker on the block using our favorite award-winning smoking sauce. Bad mother smokers is a perfect match for that favorite meat veggies or even that secret ingredient in a pot of chili check out badmothersmokers.com to place your order and if you want to be a barbecue pit master like mojo enter the promo code mojo for 10 percent off your order visit badmothersmokers.com to get yours today and you can check out the sponsor section of our website
2: Um, this is the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, and on today's show we have our guest, uh, Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, Dan Forrest. Uh, Dan Forrest is uh, the 34th Lieutenant Governor of the great state of North Carolina. Oh, no, and we're glad. We're, that's right. And we're glad to have him on today. Uh, welcome to the show, Lieutenant Thanks, Governor.
0: Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me on and uh, remembering what state I'm from. That
2: was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're in North Carolina. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, what do you like to be called? Lieutenant Dan? Or how does that work?
0: I think Dan works just fine. All right. It worked good before I got elected.
2: So it works today. Well, you know, some people are kind of uh, partial to the titles that uh, they, they obtain. So, We we really do appreciate you coming on. I guess what caught my uh, my eyes was uh, the video that you posted on, I guess, the HB 527 here in the North Carolina House and uh, the video that you clipped that you posted about the free speech on campus. So if you can, kind of give us a little brief rundown to our, our listeners. And we do have listeners also. uh Across the country, and mm-hmm. this is a, a common issue that we're running into uh, with some of our listeners uh, referring back to us about this this free speech on campus. So, this is what caught our eyes. We thought we'd h- like to highlight this bill.
0: Well, yeah, uh, you know, this actually started probably a year and a half ago when we started um, working with Stanley Kurtz, working with the Goldwater Institute, and some other folks to try to figure out how to put together really model legislation, if you will, for the whole country and uh, how you go about rolling that out in the states. Uh, And then, you know, as even even as that was being done, we started to see more and more and more of these instances popping up on campuses uh, with people uh, getting uh, shouted down with the heckler's veto and those types of things on campuses. Uh, And so those have hit mainstream media, which has made it uh, more newsworthy, I guess, right now. But it's also about some of the more subtle things out there that that take place on campus where you have campus-wide speech codes and you have administrations and professors that come forth and start, you know, telling students what they can and cannot say on campus. And so we wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, it's unfortunate, guys, that the First Amendment still is – part of the Constitution, but you still have to protect it. And we've seen more of this kind of legislation having to pop up over the last decade or so just to make sure that our basic rights in the Constitution are protected. But when you have university campuses that are starting to shut down speech, uh, that's a pretty dangerous place to be. So we want to make sure that all speech is protected, not just conservatives going on campus, but for everybody, everybody's uh, First Amendment right uh, should be upheld on these campuses, and we want to make sure that happens.
2: No, absolutely. Free free speech is uncomfortable speech a lot of times. So we we, we agree that it's not just conservative speech or libertarian speech or, or liberal speech. I mean, it needs to be all protected. Now, on this uh, independent uh, organization of fire, they uh, labeled I guess seventeen of our public universities. Like only sixty or sixteen of them were rated uh, either red or yellow. And only one of them was ranked as a, a green light. Um, I guess here here locally in our Charlotte area, we've experienced, uh, you know, UNCC um, here in Charlotte, they have free speech zones. Is that something that we're noticing uh, statewide also, or is it just a suppression of free speech all around?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's obviously happening all over America. You know, I consider America to be a free speech zone. So if you have to set one up on a college campus, you're obviously doing something wrong everywhere else on campus. Uh, You know, safe spaces and free speech zones, that's just ridiculous uh, terminology. This day and age, we should get rid of all that kind of mess. But uh, that's really what this bill is uh, about in the end. You know, FIRE did its rating. Uh, They're a a nonpartisan institution that goes around and makes sure that, free speech is protected on campuses and they rated our universities and we only have one and believe it or not it's UNC Chapel Hill that got a green light for free speech the rest were red and yellow i think we had four or five red lights uh, in our state so uh that's not good I mean, we have a lot of work to do and uh part of this issue is bringing it you know to the attention of the administration letting them know that we are paying attention at the state level and we're going to make sure that the board of governors is paying attention. The, the legislation lays out some rules some ground rules, if you will, about how this is to happen. One that I really like a lot is that at orientation, freshman orientation for all freshmen coming into university campuses, they have to provide orientation on free speech and what it means, what, uh, what the first amendment's about and what free speech on college campus looks like and how to protect that. So, uh, that's good part of the legislation. Uh, it also, you know, there's, there's, we've kind of pushed around uh, over the last couple months with the university system and with FIRE and with others about, you know, how much teeth uh, do you put into a bill like this related to the punishment. And so we're still working on some of those issues now for people that shut down free speech. But uh, let me just say this. Uh, the bill is intended to ensure that people have the freedom to speak, that there's a time and a place and a manner for that speech to happen, and it also allows for a protest to still take place. So if somebody wants to protest, there's also a time and a place and a manner for that as well. Uh, obviously, anarchy. Uh, the types of anarchist protests we've seen at Berkeley should never be allowed anywhere. But there's a time and a place and a manner for rightful protests on campuses. It's just not in the middle of somebody's speech when they've been invited to speak. I and mean, there's kind of two sides of a coin on free speech, guys, and that's the, the freedom to speak and the, the freedom to listen as well or the freedom mm-hmm. to hear what that speaker is saying. Uh, so trying to make sure that, uh, that that is allowed to happen on the campuses and, you know, making sure that the professors in the classrooms aren't impacted by this, they – you know they're still going to do their progressive, liberal, leftist uh, stuff in, in in college classrooms, and nobody's trying to shut that down. They have the right to do in their classroom and what they want to do, and keep order in their classroom, and all that sort of thing. This is specifically talking about free speech rights, uh, specifically of speakers and students. Okay.
1: What's troubling for me, um, and <clears throat> I don't know like how much you pay attention to Facebook or anything like that. I, there was a news article uh, that came out recently about uh, one. A uh, high school girl was writing, was uh, creating a, a ceramic thing, and it had the Confederate flag on it. And then, uh, one of the other students found that offensive and just broke it in the middle of class. And there wasn't any retribution for that girl. And in fact, it was um, she was labeled almost like a, a, a hero uh, in that case. And and the the girl that was making the the box with the uh, Confederate flag on it said. You know that's part of my free speech. You know I can I can do that. So maybe what are your thoughts on on that process, or even if you saw the story? But like, how or where did we lose our common sense? Uh, we say on the show all the time that common sense is a superpower, but why can't we just listen to other people's thoughts or views uh, without going nuts on folks?
0: well i think we can i think uh you know conservatives don't have any trouble listening to other people's views we do it all the time we're not out there raging and ranting and uh burning things down and throwing stuff through windows when we get our feelings hurt or when we're offended by somebody we're not the ones doing that so when you say we uh you know point the finger where it really needs to be pointed that's at the kind of liberal leftist anarchist (laughs) crowd who uh doesn't know really you know what any of this stuff means they just want to they want to protest and fight against something uh so, you know, really what you need is you need to, these students, a student like that young lady who had her, her, that item broken in, in front of the class. Um, it, what you really need is you need uh, an administration at that university that abides by the rules of the university. There's going to be code and contact, conduct uh, rules related to that on that university already. But you need an administration that's willing to uh, lift that up and uphold that. And what we're doing with this bill specifically is putting the teeth in the Board of Governors. So these universities have to report to the Board of Governors. The Board of Governors is then going to have to report to the Governor and the General Assembly about the state of free speech on college campuses. And well, we will watch that and we're going to pay attention to that. And we are going to, you know, if we, if we believe that uh, students don't have rights on their campuses to speak freely and to say the things that uh, they feel they need to say on campus, then. Uh, we're going to uh, deal with those things uh, down the road, but right now this is a first kind of pass to let them know that we're paying attention.
2: Do you think? <clears throat> excuse me. Do you think this is a systemic problem that's probably happening and starting in high school where civics isn't really being taught anymore? Mm-hmm. Where you know the amendments aren't basically going, th- going through. I mean, I have a four or thirteen-year-old in school, and uh, luckily it's a private school, so they go through a little bit of civics, but you don't see it in the public schools. So is this something that we're stripping away and are just not focusing it on? Like I'm, I'm 40 years old. So, I mean, that's something that we had to go through several, several times, you know, during the, the course of our, our, you know, tenure to our high school, middle school. Is this something that's systemic back to the, the, you know, the public schools?
0: Yeah. I think you know, your, your first comment was uh, starting in high school. It really starts in elementary school. Oh, yeah. and, I mean, the, the principles by which our nation was founded uh, that, you know, Uh, all people are created equal and they're endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. You know, those rights don't come from government. uh, And they really come from the, you know, they come from God, obviously, basically. But the government itself is based on the consent of the governed. That's what makes America unique. That's what makes this great experiment so unique in the history of the world. It's about the consent of the governed. And, You know, we're not really teaching what that means, what American exceptionalism is about. And that's really what it's all about is those principles that are set forth in our Declaration of Independence. And if people don't really understand the basics of that and how that works and how that operates, that the Constitution is just the the, uh, playbook by which uh, those principles were laid out into law. If they don't understand that, then they're not going to know how to understand or how to operate as an American citizen, you know, how to operate as a citizen. So. Um, yeah, there's a lot of basics that need to be taught. You know, we actually have a law on the books that, uh, says our, our schools are to teach, they have to teach the founding principles. You know, now how they teach them, you can't always control that. Right. Oh, that's right. Um, but, uh, they're supposed to be learning the founding principles, but it's unfortunate that, you know, we have plenty of, uh, There are plenty of lawmakers all over this country that probably have never picked up and read the Constitution before, don't really understand the Constitution, don't understand the Declaration of Independence and uh, how those documents go together and how they relate to their state constitution. So if the lawmakers aren't going to understand it and want to uphold it, if the judges and the judiciary in this country don't want to uphold the laws and the Constitution of this country, then how do we expect students uh, to be able to do the same
2: thing? Hmm i can't agree with you more there so um on this bill i guess i read a, a couple of the articles I, I guess i passed the, the house and i was speaking to your uh jamie, uh jamie falkenberry the other day i guess he was hoping that some of the stuff would be pushed through is has, has the bill been neutered at all um, i've been reading some things that maybe some things have been taken out that was originally designed for
0: no i don't think it's been neutered that would be that would be pretty strong language uh it's it's probably not as strong as we like it would sure. like it to be. Just compromise on everything. Uh, you know, we yeah. took out some of the uh, some of the punishment clause. I mean, obviously, you can still uh, sue somebody over uh, your First Amendment rights. Constitution, still the Constitution, um, and. Um, You know, I think really what the university system wanted was really some more time to figure out how all this stuff operates. You know, a lot of the system uh, maybe gives the universities more credit than some of them deserve (laughs) related to how they're handling um, some of these issues. But, uh, you know, a couple of the a couple of the teeth were knocked out of it, but it still has some pretty good teeth and it's still a good bill. It's a great first step for moving forward. I don't see why this would not get passed through the Senate. Um, It ended up getting passed. Uh, pretty heavily through the House, and yeah, I think it's all and like came 80, through committee really with flying colors after we made a couple changes, so I, I was actually pretty proud of that. I think it'll end up getting through the Senate pretty easily as well.
2: Yeah, I guess the initial vote, or yesterday's, or last week's vote, I'm sorry, was 88 to 32, so that was, yeah. that's pretty overwhelming, so that's, I, I consider that a win, <laughs> a huge win. Yeah, so. it, is, it is a win, yeah.
1: So how is this going to change um, an everyday student's uh, experience at school uh, if they decide, hey, we want to... Uh, some free speech what is it actually going to do
0: well i mean you know what you hope it does is you stop seeing these uh email blasts from the administration you know from the chancellors or their diversity departments or whoever else that sends out an email blast telling students how they need to think and what things are offensive and what things aren't offensive and you know uh how how people's feelings are going to get hurt or you know we're not going to have uh class the day after President Trump gets elected and we're going to set up safe spaces and counselors (laughs) around campus to be able to deal deal with all the horrors that are getting ready to face America over the next four years. You know, those are the kinds of things that you hope to see go away on campus, because as soon as you do that, then what you're doing is you're labeling every student that doesn't agree with the university's position uh, as against the university and meaning there could be repercussions. You're, you're basically you're creating open season against those students for any other student who believes the way the university does. So the university really shouldn't take those kind of positions and uh, you know, things like we, we just talked about before free speech zones and safe spaces and all that kind of mess. You know, if they are, if they are infringing upon uh, somebody's free speech, then hopefully those things start to go away too. But uh, that's really what this commission, That's set up with the Board of Governors is about to make sure that those things are progressing the right way and they'll do a report and we will uh, figure out, you know, how well we're doing out there at our universities.
1: So if I understand you right, you want to get rid of puppies in school. Is that correct?
2: Are you against puppies?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't that's, what, that's what the, will be on the headline today the after this bill passes. There's right. no doubt
2: about it. So, so there's no pork, in there are a lot allotting puppies and pizza parties. Is, what you're saying.
0: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> is is the bill sponsored by Papa John's?
2: <laughs> so, I guess so right now it's going to the Senate, and uh, when do we expect uh, uh, this to, cut, to hit the Senate? And and I guess conversations begin, and when when should we expect a vote to be? on this uh
0: well there's really no telling um that's you can't really predict those things they don't schedule bills that way they kind of hear them as they uh you know as they work through the committee so it depends on how long it takes to get through the committee it depends on how you know many comments and questions they may have um certainly I won't be a fan of uh, knocking any more teeth out of, of the bill so sure. uh we'll we'll just see what happens but um you know we have good uh, good bill sponsorship in the senate um, with Senator Bishop and Senator Curtis, who are very passionate about this topic as well. And they're going to do a great job of selling it in their committee. And I don't see it having any problems. So I would imagine, you know, hopefully within the next few weeks, you'll see this thing push through.
2: There is there, what, what can we do? What can we tell our listeners to do to, to get behind us? Should we start placing phone calls and emails to our representatives?
0: Well, I think, you know, one of the things that would help is, you know, when you have time on one of your shows is to actually read the bill. I mean, I think that's a that's always a good place to start with legislation because mm-hmm. most people react to things that they hear from the leftist media sure. about legislation. That's completely false and erroneous. They make things up, and then they uh, you know start specul all kinds of speculation about it. But we always tell people read the bill, yeah. just read it, and then let's talk about it. So it would be good uh, good policy for you guys to just pick it up one day and read it and let be- it's it's a pretty simple bill. It's not sure. very long. And um, it really states the case. So I I would do that first. And uh, then, yeah, I mean, it's always good to have people call the legislators and and call their offices and say, we really support this bill. We need to do something about this. I I think timing is really perfect. You know, we've seen all the mess go on at Berkeley. While the bill was actually going through the House, you had the Ann Coulter issue out at Berkeley as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, it's all front and center right now. We would rather be proactive about this then reactive with it and have to deal with the situation after it happens. So we want to make sure these situations don't actually don't arise on our North Carolina campuses.
2: I guess also, I want to tell you, I commend you for, uh, I went back to some of your previous press releases and I, I really appreciate the cojones you had for <laughs> uh, when the HB or HB house bill, whatever, for the bathrooms. H- uh, yeah. yeah. It was trying to try be kicked back by the uh, new governor. And I appreciate your, your, for, your, your, Contestal Fortitude for standing up and uh, saying that we shouldn't really sell our souls for a few bucks. Uh, That's that's me paraphrasing. That's not you.
0: Well, I I appreciate that. You know, it's just kind of – it's just in my DNA. It's who I am, and that's just the way I'm going to be. I'm going to, you know, say it the way it is, and I will, uh, as I always tell everybody, I say there are going to be consequences for doing the right thing, right? No matter what, there's consequences for doing the right thing. And if those consequences are that the people of North Carolina say we're done with you and we send you home, then okay, that's fine. Uh, But I still believe you never, never go wrong by doing the right thing. And uh, I will sleep well at night. So, uh, you know. We're going to continue to do
2: that. All right. Well, I just want to say I appreciate it. So I, was, I went back and I got a, kind of a chuckle at 2 o'clock in the morning when I read that. So.
1: <laughs> and I'm sure you've probably done as much research uh, on us as, as we've done on you. So the tagline of the show is in the pursuit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. So um, we're, we're falling on the same the – same
0: Everything line. is better with gravy, <laughs> including life and
3: liberty.
0: So, uh, <laughs> You're right about that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Very cool. Is there another bill that uh, that's going through that probably isn't getting as much attention as it should that you maybe want to highlight?
3: Uh,
0: you know, my goodness, there's, uh, there's a bunch kind of caught me off guard there. Um, you know, I think uh, some of the things that are under the radar that you just don't hear about uh, that are going on in our state, one, we have a sex trafficking bill mm. that we're pushing through to create uh, tougher penalties for sex trafficking in our state uh we're the eighth number eight in the country for sex trafficking a lot of mm-hmm. people don't know that but because of our interstate system especially because of 95 being conveniently located at the center of the east coast uh, i think that's part of it but uh it's a pretty big industry in our state and we need to, a lot of these types of things we need to just figure out how to can't say nip it in the bud with this because it's an age-old uh, problem mm-hmm. but we need to figure out how to uh, shed light on it and uh, bring it out into the open a bit more a lot of people uh don't know the magnitude of sex trafficking or just trafficking in general but you know there are more trafficked slaves today than any other time in the history of the world mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't know that they think oh we've done away with slavery not so it's just under mm-hmm. the radar and so we need to continue to deal with that we've got some education things going on uh you know we've, i'm going to be spending a lot of time over the next four years dealing with education in our poor communities and places where uh, it's not that people ignore it. It's just that we haven't done the right things yet to fix it. And, uh, i kind of believe that in this day and age with the tools that we have and, uh, the resources that we have, that there's no excuse for a failing school in our state. There's no excuse for students to, mm. to live in communities with failing schools and we need to fix that problem. So we're going to be bringing solutions to a number of communities across our states to bring school choice to them, to help them fix that problem. So, you know, you, you, creating hope and opportunity in communities that just haven't had any before mm. at least in a long long time and so it's just a lot we're working on a lot of those under the radar types of things probably aren't going to get a lot of headlines but hopefully they'll do a lot of good down the road
2: well we can all, all we can do is kick and scream actually on one of our previous episodes we had lanie george with the redeeming joy who is a a monster in our area for helping women out of sex trafficking and it's a uh, she's i'm sure she's right there in the mix of knowing about this bill that you're talking about. So we'll have to get her back on the show to kind of revisit that. Yeah, there's a lot
0: of people that fight the tough fight in that, and it's ugly too. You know, it's just there's nothing pretty about that world, and uh, they're out there doing it day in and day out, or should I say night in and night out, and uh, I commend them for doing it. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: One of the other bills that we talked about on the show is the concealed carry law of where they're trying to get rid of the permit. Um, Where are we at on that process?
0: You know, there's two bills out there. There's one that's uh, just a flat-out constitutional uh, carry bill. It's real simple. Uh, and then there's another one that's real complex. Now, I think we have we have really good uh, carry laws in North Carolina mm-hmm. right now. We have really good Second Amendment uh, rights laws in our state. The General Assembly is, has been, uh, at least as long as I've been there, extremely favorable to gun ownership and uh, carry and that sort of thing. So I think we're in really good shape right now, and I just don't know how much uh, – uh energy there is going to be for this legislation because i just haven't heard about it in the senate but um you know I, I, these things come up every session and we always pass <laughs> something related to gun uh <laughs> rights so uh, there's really just no telling sure
2: well that's uh, i think i think we had about 15 20 minutes of your time and we appreciate that um once again this is lieutenant governor uh Dan Forrest of the great state of North Carolina, we appreciate you calling in today. And do you have anything else?
1: Yeah, actually, I was going to do a a quick segment called 10 and 1, if you don't mind. Uh, We we like to lighten
2: our shows up a little bit. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) We're going to ask you 10
1: questions, uh, see if you can get under a minute. Okay, very good. All right. So uh, here we go. Better Lieutenant, uh, Lieutenant Templeton Faceman Peck or Lieutenant John McCain?
0: Oh, I am sorry, I lost the first one, so give me the first sure. one. Sure,
1: Lieutenant Templeton Faceman Peck from the A Team.
0: No, oh, I would definitely go with him. Yeah, go with the A Team guy.
1: Okay, uh last show you binge watched.
0: Uh that would be uh Man in the High Castle.
1: Okay. House of Cards or Card Sharks?
0: Uh House of Cards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Most famous person you have in your cell phone right now.
0: Oh, most famous person, my golly, probably uh, Stephen Baldwin.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Would you support a bill to have a Southern Fried Philosophy Day in North Carolina, yes or no?
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: (laughs) What's one of the most favorite local restaurants you've eaten at?
0: Local to where?
1: Uh, To To you. To you.
0: Oh, local to me. Oh, listen, I'm a Five Guys guy, so it's local to everybody, but I'm such a creature habit. I eat at Five Guys all the time. I love their birds.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, favorite Saturday morning cartoon?
0: Oh, well, I'm old school. That's Tom and Jerry.
1: There you go. Um, who inspired you to get involved with politics?
0: Uh, I don't know. I think it was a moment of temporary insanity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Uh, here, here we go. Duke or UNC? Or I'll give you a way out, and you can pull for Kentucky. Which one?
0: Uh, UNC. <laughs> oh. <laughs> out. Uh,
1: what, and our last question is, everybody has a spirit animal. What is a spirit food, the food that you identify with most?
0: Oh, I'd say pizza. All
1: right. Very good. You've got it under <laughs> a minute. Good job.
2: Once again, we'll, there go. We'll, pl- we'll plug everything we can for you on our, our social media and website. Uh, we appreciate you coming on again. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Hey, anytime guys right. thanks for having me on well guys we appreciate you tuning in for another episode of the southern fry philosophy podcast um once again we thank lieutenant governor dan forrest you can please check him out at the facebooks on his mm-hmm. personal facebook for the, for the state you can also find him on the uh north carolina Legislative uh, websites and uh, i think he's on the twitters too i forgot okay. to ask him but we anyway, appreciate him coming in um we as always we appreciate you guys please go to google play stitcher or itunes give us a subscription or subscribe there Um, you can also give us a rating and review we really appreciate that and here we go and don't forget our
1: contest we will uh again like the the page uh like the and share the article of the the podcast and uh you can get uh, bad mother smokers so we're looking forward to that i hope you guys uh, do that and uh, as always keep it rolling Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Uh, I've got myself. Um, I go by Biggin on the show, and then my partner is Mojo.
0: Biggin, Biggin and Mojo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, you can't get any better than that. So we, pre- we right. appreciate you coming on, Lieutenant Governor.